Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery. And on today's episode, we actually have a very special guest. He's part of our Canadian Dad Blogger series. We've already been interviewing five or six different Canadian dads, and it's been amazing to hear all the different stories of the um, dads who started their blogs and who travel with their kids and uh, you know how they make money on their blogs, etc. Um, so make sure you check out some of the previous episodes as well. Uh, there's some fascinating stories from different dads. And on today's episode, we have... Uh, Devendra, uh, he has actually a very unique blog. It's called Goat Roti Chronicles. <laughs> what a cool name, isn't it? Goat Roti Chronicles. Uh, so we're going to be finding about more about the website, about what he writes about, and how he's built it up. And uh, just a little side note here, he's actually from Trinidad and Tobago. And we actually were just there. Our daughter actually has a Trinidadian uh, haircut here, or a Trinidadian hairstyle. And uh, we were actually in Trinidad and Tobago for about two weeks. Uh, one week in Trinidad and then another week in Tobago. I absolutely loved it. So I love I love connecting with fellow uh, you know travelers, fellow dads, and then uh, anyone who's from Trinidad is a friend of mine. Thumbs up in my books. <laughs> so Devendra, uh, why don't we get to know you a little bit better? If you want to share a little bit more about yourself. Okay. Um, like you said, Ricky, originally I'm from Trinidad. I migrated to Canada about 22 years ago. Jeez, it seems it's really long. Um, I've got two kids. What my daughter is 18 and my son is 16. Um, my daughter is going to start university come September. Um, I live in Mississauga, which is just outside of Toronto, and um, I work in IT. And um, like you said, my go my website is called GoToWorthy Chronicles. So I guess I can tell you a little bit about how that name came about. Um, goat roti is my favorite food, and when I started the blog. It was all about telling people's stories. So, hence the chronicles. Awesome. Your favorite food and then chronicles are like a documentation of your food. And then now it's food and travel and uh, parenting, fatherhood, and much more, right? Right. It was, it was, I started it to interview chefs, so to tell their story, hence the chronicles. But more opportunities um, became available, and I ex I've expanded. Now I'm doing travel, lifestyle, technology, a little bit of everything. Awesome. Uh, so uh, firstly, to start with, I'm curious about your journey. Um, you're from one of the most beautiful island uh, nations in the world. I absolutely love Trinidad and Tobago. I uh, love Maracas Bay. I uh, love the beaches and uh, the people. Uh, what made you actually leave paradise behind and move to the cold country of Canada? <laughs> Well, I had to because my wife wouldn't leave the cold country to go to Trinidad. So when we got married, I migrated here. She's originally from Canada. Her parents are Trinidadian, but she was born here. So, so since, since leaving Trinidad, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the challenges. Uh, I know it's been a while now, but uh, tell us about the challenges of living in Canada, coming from like a hot place like Trinidad and then coming to a cold place. Obviously, there's a big climatic shift. But what about the different cultural differences, the food, the people, et cetera? Tell us about some of your challenges uh, living in Canada uh, as a Trinidadian. I'm going to age myself, but here. Um, even though I've lived in Canada 22 years, I've lived in the States um, for a few years before that. I lived in Dallas, then Fort Lauderdale. Then I went home to Trinidad for a couple of years, and then I came to Canada. Um, so acclimatizing myself with the culture and the people wasn't difficult it's the weather that up to now i still don't like the cold 
from my kids say from October till April, I'm in a bad mood because I, I'm not a cold loving person. Give me summer every, I like, I like summer. Me too, me too. I'm actually a sun chaser. Uh, one of the reasons we left Vancouver, which is actually not as cold as Mississauga, Vancouver is much milder, but we left uh, Canada to travel the world and we've been focusing on hot countries. We first went to the Philippines, which is super hot, and then uh, uh, we went to Hong Kong, which is fairly hot, then Dubai, it's in the middle of the desert, so obviously very hot. Then we went to South Africa, and again, another hot country. Brazil, again, a hot place. And then we were in uh, the Guyanas, again, a hot climate. And then Trinidad, Tobago. It was actually rainy season, so it wasn't super uh, unbearably hot. And now we're actually in Medellin, Colombia, which is actually called the city of eternal spring. So it's springtime weather the whole year. And I think I found my happy place because I don't like super cold like it is in Canada, and I don't like super hot. Uh, like, for example, Dubai or the Middle East, where it's kind of like sweating bullets and uh, you basically have to take a shower twice a day and change your clothes because you're drenched in sweat. So this is great where I am right now. What's the average temperature in Medellin? Um, I think it's like 18 to 20, roughly, 18 to 20. I'm not 100% I'm not sure on that. That's not bad at all. So how we, let me ask you. So, uh, tell, Sorry. tell us okay. about your kids. I mean... Uh, your kids are brought up in a Canadian society of Trinidadian background. How do you incorporate both cultures into your parenting um, so then they don't forget uh, their ethnic roots? Well, my in-laws are also Trinidadian. So they've always been surrounded by the food, the, you know, the culture and so on. So it's not, it wasn't difficult really. Um, they've been exposed to it all their lives. So they know what to expect when they go to the in-laws, when they go to their grandparents. They know about carnival, they know about Indian culture because of, you know, we're, we're Indian heritage. So, you know, but they're still called Oreos because they're more North American than Trinidadian. Yeah, like uh, my background's Indian and I'm born and raised in Canada. So I often refer to myself as a coconut Brown outside, white inside. I don't know if your uh, kids identify with the term too. They call themselves Oreos. Yes, yeah, very similar. Oreos and coconuts. <laughs> yeah. uh, how often do you take your kids back and forth from Trinidad to Canada? Um, to be honest, we haven't been there for about seven or eight years. Um, my, I, my brother's in Florida, my sister's in Houston. And my mom spends most of her time in the States. So, you know, most of the family, they aren't in Trinidad. So we haven't been there for quite a while. Well, you know, it's, it's an amazing place. And I'm a big advocate of uh, uh, Trinidadian tourism. I'm uh, raving about how amazing it is to everyone I meet. So, uh, you know, you definitely come from an amazing country and amazing culture. Uh, so, Devendra, we, we mentioned a little bit about the Goat Rodi Chronicles. I'm interested to learn more about the history. Uh, when did you start the blog and uh, kind of what was your vision uh, for, the, for the blog itself? Well, I started the blog about two and a half years ago. And I love food. I love the food industry. But there were so many people talking about food in Toronto. Um, they were going to restaurants. They were reviewing. So I wanted to try something a little different. So I started off. Actually, my wife gave me the idea of talking to chefs. So 
again, that's the name, the Chronicles is what I started talking to chefs, getting their stories and so on. Um, and that was it. It's, I started to meet all these different people in the food industry, really interesting chefs, um, getting their stories. And it just grew from there. So tell us a little bit about the major uh, topics you're writing about. So you started with food and, uh, you know, um, uh, interviews, et cetera. What are the major topics you uh, cover? So right now, um, even though it started off with food and interviewing, I've branched off. So, um, but now I'm trying to focus on travel, um, tra traveling with teenagers. Um, because I see people writing and, but they all, all these parents have little kids. Um, so I have two teenagers and they have a bigger input into where families go on vacations. So I want to try and write towards that because I'm sure I'm not the only one out there with teenagers who travel with their parents. Um, also, I've been doing some technology, some writing on technology, um, some lifestyle and um, yeah, a little bit of everything trying to expand. Sounds good. Uh, you know, uh, I have young kids. I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, a one-year-old. And uh, like you said, most of the bloggers I know are usually writing uh, from the appearance of young kids' perspective, maybe like kids who are five and under or ten and under. So right. you have teenagers. Uh, so you have teenagers and you're writing about uh, travel with teenagers. So I'm curious to know about that uh, particular angle. Uh, most teenagers, I think, they don't want to hang around with mommy and daddy or mom and dad or mom and pop, they want to hang out with their friends and their uh, iPhones and their Androids and they want to hang out at the mall and the movies. Uh, so how do you actually um, uh, convince them or bribe them to hang out with you more? <laughs> well, it's like they want me to pay, you have to hang out with me. <laughs> um, no, they, they do have their own lives, but when we do travel, they, they can't do it on your own so it's basically come with us or stay home right so that's what that's how we get them to go with us uh, so m most kids are a little bit rebellious in the teenage years so uh, what have you done to kind of like avoid that or did you also succumb to the rebelliousness of your teenagers <laughs> you know what knock on wood um we haven't had Yes, we have the, the behavioral problems, we have the fights and so on, but knock on wood, we haven't had any major issues with the kids. Um, why? I don't know, maybe they're scared of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, so thankfully, no, so far, so good. No problems or whatsoever. Definitely good to hear. I uh, hope uh, my uh, my kids, um, when they grow up to be teenagers in about 10 years, uh, will want to hang out with me and take trips with me. We're doing it now, you know, uh, because uh, now yeah. when they're young, they have no choice. <laughs> right. Well, it's the same thing with mine. They don't have a choice. They want to go to, Co we're going to, we'll be in Quebec um, next weekend. Mm -hmm. um, they want to go, so they have to go with us. So Devinder, uh, tell us about how you've grown the blog. Uh, like, what are the different tools you use to market the blog? Um, so whenever I, I publish an article, I it's basically pumping it out using sh social media. Um, if I when I interview a chef, I use Instagram. I put the chef's picture up, have a link to the article. 
Um, I also pump it out through Twitter and Facebook. Those are the three main um, social media tools I use. Um, I'm not into Snapchat. I've tried. I've, I just don't get it. I get, my kids love it, but I guess I'm just too old to, to get it. Um, but yeah, those are the three major tools I use to publicize the articles that I write. And uh, how about the sponsorship side of things? So you work with uh, different sponsors. I had a chance to look at your blog before the interview. Uh, for example, I think you work with different car companies, uh, different uh, product reviews, food food reviews, et cetera. So walk us through the sponsorship angle uh, to, of your blog. So, so far I've worked with um, Ford, um, Chrysler, sorry, not Chevrolet. Um, I just did a little campaign with Rogers with the new um, new Huawei P10 Plus phone. The camera on that is incredible. So I highly recommend that phone. Um, as you said, food restaurants and so on. I've done some travel with um, Quebec Original where I was able to go to the Laurentians for a food festival. Um, this was last year. Um, I went to Detroit with Ford. Um, yeah, those what those are the biggest. Um, also, was in Thunder Bay with Ford. Also, so those are the biggest. Yeah, uh, pretty impressive. Though. You know, flow, uh, Ford has flown you to different places to just to, to drive cars, right? Uh, that's pretty much the deal. You get flown there, you drive cars, and then you write about it. Exactly. So yeah, it's not all yeah. fun and games. It's you know, <laughs> it's a bit fun at times. So uh, any tips, uh, so someone might be watching or listening and they want to start a blog themselves. Uh, you've done it for a few years, obviously made some mistakes, uh, learned some lessons. Um, any advice you would give to someone who's thinking of starting a brand new blog? Um, I'm still learning. It, you, you never know it all. Um, find, like, find a niche. I started off with food, but I've expanded. So decide what you want to do if you want to stick with food if you want to do lifestyle um and always and always talk to people try and help or ask questions that's the only way you can learn just ask as many people as you can and talk to the the, the established people like yourself who i've been asking you questions um there are a few other bloggers who i'm close with and i've keep bouncing ideas off of them, asking advice. It's all, and it's a lot of self-learning. Yeah, no, some great tips there. I agree with you. I think the more niche you are, the more successful you'll be. And uh, even within the niche, you gotta figure out how to differentiate yourself, even within the niche. So if you're focusing on food, okay, now that I'm focusing on food, how do I do it differently than every now? So I like right. your idea, for example, uh, you're doing interviews, right? Interviews with chefs. Uh, but I've also, now I'm, I'm I want to start interviewing travel people in travel industry because you know so I may be hitting you up for an interview someday soon. So. I welcome any and all interviews. Uh, I'd love to I'd love to flip it around and then you can interview me. Sounds good. Uh, so Devendra, I'm curious about your vision going forward. Uh, you know, you've been uh, um, uh, writing about the Gold Roadie Chronicles, building it up, getting the sponsors. Uh, what is your vision in the next few months, years and beyond? Um, like I said, it's, I don't want to give up food. It's what I started. 
it's I still love food industry. I still love the people in the food industry. But I want to do more lifestyle, more travel, get my hands on technology, you know, do more product reviews, that sort of thing. Um, I haven't made a lot of money on the blog, to be honest. A lot of it's more product I've been getting. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to find a way to make some money on the on the website. That's what I find. A lot of people start blogs expecting to be making money and you don't you unless you do this thing 24 7 it's not a you can't make a living on it so yeah no i, I agree with you it's definitely tough to make a full-time income as a travel blogger um, and most bloggers actually do multiple things so they have other stuff besides just the blog they might do some private coaching they might do online courses maybe an e-commerce store, maybe uh, some affiliate links, sponsor posts, et cetera. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can relate to the whole free things. <laughs> Back in Vancouver, where I'm from, uh, my desk, my computer desk was full of like all the stuff that they would mail me, uh, FedEx, I would get it from FedEx and UPS and Purolator. And uh, I had so many products. Um, and at the end of the day, I didn't really need more stuff. So I started kind of um, moving away from the product reviews to getting more of the travel uh, sponsorship, like hotels, sightseeing, food, even uh, you know transport, and that's been um, much more interesting for me because it's really these memories uh, that are more important than the stuff that they were sending me. And that's that's the that's the path I want to take to get the I I finally appreciate experiences more than the more than actual products. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Devendra, any, any other bucket list items for your future? Uh, you know, uh, we didn't talk too much about your travels, but uh, where do you want to go, you know, if money was no object? Um, I'd like to go see Europe. But the southern part of Europe, you know, like the south of France, Spain, Italy. Um, go Australia. I've heard it's really beautiful there. Go back to go see Southeast Asia. And even go see places in Canada. I, to be honest, I haven't, I've left um, Ontario once. So I would like to explore Canada more. Go, I heard the East Coast is beautiful. So I'd like to go see, you know, travel within Canada itself also. Yeah, I, I definitely want to do more of Canada too. I've done, uh, you know, like uh, BC, Alberta, um, and then uh, BC extensively, Ontario, just Toronto. Um, and then I haven't done anything east of Toronto, so I got to do all the the Atlantic area, right? PEI, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, etc. But I find even travel within Canada is quite expensive. So that's another. It's tough because um, now I have to pay for four adults, right? They, I don't get the kids discount anymore. So trying to travel with is that with teenagers that's another problem we've been having too on the financial part of it even though i because like i was saying i don't make money from the blog my full-time job is in it it's still you know tickets cost a lot of money Yeah, you know, I agree with you that travel in U.S. and Canada is much more expensive. Like, for example, we're here in Colombia, and uh, we're staying in this uh, condo. It costs us, like, maybe um, about 300 U.S. per month. We're paying weekly, so we're paying about 100 a week. 
and um, we can stay at a, a you know condo for a whole week for only a hundred US. Whereas in Canada, well, I'd be paying for that for pretty much like for one night or two nights. So, um, you know, definitely the dollar goes a long way in places like Colombia. Um, not only for the the accommodation, but like food is super cheap, um, and in sightseeing, even transport. Like I can go from one end of the city in a taxi for like three dollars, four dollars. So, uh, yeah, I am actually a big advocate of leaving Canada and traveling the world because you can actually live for cheaper here than I could paying off my mortgage back in Vancouver. Wow. And how yeah. is um, you know, a few years ago you you heard things weren't too safe in Medellin. How is it? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Uh, you know, a lot of people have the incorrect stereotype from the media that uh, Colombia is dangerous and Medellin is uh, dangerous. Um, in the 1980s, uh, Medellin was actually the most one of the most dangerous cities in the world, uh, partly because of the narcotics and the drug trade, the gang violence, uh, uh, Pablo Escobar, uh, like you would shooting down people at Pride Center. So in the 80s, it was, it was terrible. Uh, I never came here, but just from what I've heard. And then, um, you know, in the last uh, couple of years, uh, there was actually a peace treaty between uh, the militants and the Colombian government. So over the last couple of years, it's actually really become a peaceful city and country. Um, you know, like we, we have kids here, like three, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, one-year-old. Everyone's super, super, super family-friendly. Um, you know, obviously, it's a very um, Latin-driven family-based society. So when they see our kids, they're even more caring and cautious towards our, us. Um, you know, like uh, even at walking around at night, like some cities I feel are more dangerous than like probably parts of Toronto are more dangerous than here in Medellin. Like uh, um, we, we are living in kind of like the touristy area so we can walk to the different restaurants and cafes here. And uh, now it's become a really big uh, digital nomad hotspot where a lot of, uh, you know, expats have come, uh, digital nomads who work online. And uh, the one of the reasons I love it is obviously the cost of living and the climate. Uh, those two factors alone make me want to stay here longer because who doesn't like an eternal spring, you know, walking around in t-shirt and shorts? And who doesn't like paying for next to nothing for delicious restaurant meals? Like, like uh, sometimes I, I've gone to just, uh, you know, the restaurants and I'm just shocked. I'm like, are you sure there shouldn't be more, more zeros to this thing? We've eaten so much. We've had drinks and all that. And you're charging us this little? So it actually just it shocks me. So it's an amazing place. How long are you uh, we're we're going to be here for about uh, a month, and then from here, we're heading to Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, Chile. So we're pretty much trying to do uh, all of South America um, until December. So we're still traveling until December. And then uh, because I'm focused on my whole digital nomad uh, mastery uh, business, uh, we want to keep going. Uh, so it all depends on the income. You know, obviously, the more we can make, the more we can travel. And uh, yeah, it's just so life transformational to travel, see the world. And, you know, because I've been to Trinidad, for example, I'm able to connect with you on a much deeper level because I've been there and I can talk about the place and I can talk about the culture, the food, the sightseeing, et cetera. But you know what, Ricky? You, know like, what, you were there and so like, you saw so more of the country than I yeah. have. I have. <laughs> that I lived there. That I lived there. Yeah. Because living because there, you got up, you went to school, you went to school. You didn't do much sightseeing in the country. Um, now I would go back and appreciate it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very normal, though. I mean, um, uh, like as a tourist, you typically see more than a local would, because mm-hmm. you've come there with the goal to see the country. To because you never know if you'll ever go there ever again. So you kind of like, okay, I have two weeks here. I want to see as much as possible and enjoy the culture. So yeah, that's pretty normal. Uh, most tourists who come to Canada have seen a lot more than me uh, because they've they've gone from west to east and they've gone up to the Yukon and the uh, Northwest Territories, etc. Uh, so to, to, to end off here, Devinder, um, you know, I wanted to uh, uh, give you a shout out in terms of the website and stuff for if people wanted to connect with you, uh, you know, learn about the different food uh, items you review, about the chef interviews. Uh, so how can they actually connect with you on your blog and social media? So on, the, like you said, the blog site is called Goat Roti Chronicles. Um, they can also find me on Instagram at Goat Roti. Um, I'm also on Twitter, and it's one goat roti, so it's number one goat roti. And then um, my Facebook page, Goat Roti Chronicles, on Facebook. So everything is focused around my favorite food. <laughs> so yeah, definitely check out uh, Goat Roti Chronicles. Uh, some of the pictures and the blog posts are going to make you hungry. Just a warning and a disclaimer there. Uh, but I uh, highly recommend checking out Devendra's site. And you know, ask him some questions about how he works with sponsors, how he gets free flights to Detroit and other parts of Canada, how he gets free product reviews and uh, food. Uh, who doesn't like to eat for free and travel for free? So definitely reach out to Devendra. Uh, about the blog and about um, you know um, building up your own blog, and if you're going to Trinidad, uh, definitely uh, you know ask him about that as well. So Devendra, thanks for your time today. It was great to chat, and uh, you know I wish you the best, and I hope I pass cross uh, maybe somewhere in Canada, or maybe in Trinidad, or somewhere else. <laughs> thanks for the, thanks for the chat, Ricky. It's been great talking to you. Being great to chat as well. Uh, so thanks everyone for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery. Uh, and uh, you know it's been a great series we've been doing on the Canadian dad bloggers. We've interviewed about five or six of them so far, and uh, we'll be interviewing a few more. Um, so stay tuned for those episodes. If you are a fellow Canadian dad, reach out to us and let us know because they, uh, we, we're a tight community. And if you're thinking about starting a blog, reach out to us too. Uh, definitely willing, ready, and able to help out. Uh, just a quick note here too. Uh, if you are a, a big fan of our show, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. And on uh, Facebook, we actually have an active and engaged uh, community as well called Digital Nomad Mastery Community, where you can ask questions about uh, world travel, about you know visiting Trinidad and Tobago, uh, you know uh, you know sponsored posts, uh, working with companies, um, traveling the world, making an income while traveling, etc. So thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. We'll catch you in the next episode. Happy travels, everyone. <laughs>